the Pope takes his apology tour to Quebec and then CBC labels 50% of conservative supporters in Quebec conspiracy theorists. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed and you're watching The Gun Show. drags an aging and frail old man out of semi-retirement to apologize for his role in the residential schools. No, it's not Jean Chrétien, though it should be. It's actually Pope Francis who is dragged halfway across the world to apologize for something the church has repeatedly apologized for. And Jean Chrétien, well, he has not. And yet he was the last Indian Affairs Minister to sign off on residential schools in Canada. I'm reliably informed that he is still alive and could be dusted off and brought in front of the television cameras to make amends for his role in all this, but he's a liberal, so it ain't going to happen. And then CBC has now labeled half, one in two potential Conservative Party of Quebec voters as conspiracy theorists. Now, the conspiracy theories they subscribe to, I think it might be that lockdowns don't seem to work and the vaccines aren't as effective as they told us they are. That's it. That puts you on the stratosphere with the people who think that uh, the royal family are a bunch of lizards, according to the CBC. Who's the conspiracy theorist there? Anyway, joining us tonight to discuss this and more and what she's working on next is my Rebel News colleague and friend, Alexa Lavoie. So joining me now is my friend Alexa Lavoie from her home in Montreal. Um, and there's so much to talk about. But before we get into some of the other things I want to talk about, the conservative movement in Quebec, I want to ask you about the visit of the Pope to Quebec. So our Adam Sos and team covered the visit of the Pope to Alberta. He went to Iqaluit as well. And he also went to Quebec on yet another Catholic Church apology tour. Um, but you actually told the other side of the story, which I thought was wonderful, because the mainstream media, they don't actually talk to Indigenous Catholics all that much. They like to talk to the activists, but they don't really talk to the normal people. But you did that. Why don't you tell us about what the people told you? So most of the time, I, I ask the people if uh, they think... Um, if the Pope was sincere of on his apologize to uh, the community, and a lot of them say, yeah, he seems sincere, he seems um, truly to 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 pass a message. But some of them was like, no, is is mixing climate change, Ukraine war, not no mentioning um, the responsibility of the church in in this and saying that I'm really disappointed of the apologize. So um, I think, uh, again, uh, the, um, the opinion of the people was really polarized. I would say, uh, some people were really into the Pope's order with like, mm, I'm not even sure if that will make a difference in, um, the heel of the community. 
But I know once one thing, like a lot of people agree that the money should have go and build better facility, giving them running water and helping them instead of bringing the Pope into Canada for an apology that he already did before. So um, a lot of people were concerned about um, the life, the quality of life of the, the community. And uh, yeah, that just the money should have been spent uh, somewhere else and the government should have apologized for what they did too because they had a big part of responsibility on all of this story. Yeah, that was one of the things that I noticed that was the same with Adam's coverage. So with Adam's coverage, a lot of the people said, you know, the apology is actually quite helpful to us. Um, it For a lot of people, at least in Edmonton, they said it felt sincere and it would go a long way to healing them. But overwhelmingly, didn't matter if you agreed with the Pope coming or not agreeing with the Pope coming, overwhelmingly people said, we need tangible change on Canada's First Nations reserves. There is no excuse for a certain segment of the population in a developed first world country to be living without running water, with poor housing. And it's, I mean, it's not just, you know, someone is homeless. You have entire communities living in shacks of derelict housing. And whether it is through underfunding or mismanagement, there has to be a better solution. And a lot of people that Adam spoke to said, that's what we need. This is nice, but that's what we need. Exactly. And it's what people told me. Most of them were like, our quality of life, we still doesn't, don't have running water. Some of the water is toxic for us and we need to deal with that. And like the poor poverty, it's, it's incredible how it's high in the native community. And so the, unfortunately, it's, I have the impression that since 2015, when Justin Trudeau have promised so much change for them, nothing have moved from the, that time. Right. So Justin Trudeau is going to go out there and say, oh, but I got the Pope to apologize yet again when he actually hasn't done anything to keep the promises he made in 2015. He made promises to the Indigenous community for their votes and then abandoned them and actually mocked them. I don't know if you remember that clip where uh, I think it was in Saskatchewan. Protesters, Indigenous protesters came. They bought tickets to his event so that they could they could get inside. And they this was a First Nations reserve that had been mercury poisoned. And instead of acknowledging that they had been mercury poisoned when they started protesting, he said, thank you for your donation. People in Rossi Narrows are suffering from mercury poisoning. You committed to addressing this crisis. Thank you, for thank you very much for your donation tonight. I really appreciate it. You just wouldn't even acknowledge that not only was their water not good, it was lethally poisoned. And this is horrible. Coming from our pr prime minister, the one who is in charge, not only of uh, just, as we say, like uh, white uh, Canadian. No, it, it's in charge of multicultural people. It's not when they 
they have like a serious problem that you need to take them like for in count or just refuse to see them at all. Like now it's trying to get more, um, it tried to get people to like him using the native community. No, yeah. no. It's yeah. not when that it's good for you that you need to do it. They need you. And what you're doing, you do nothing. You just use them to make your face getting better to all the people are saying like, oh, look at, oh, I'm good prime minister. And now I'm taking care of the native and the, the community, community. But you don't care. You don't even care of all the other like multicultural people who are there, who did suffer from their country and suffer again here because you you kill our democracy. And in the same time, you actually don't, this, don't help your own citizen. So for me, it's just that I'm, I'm sorry, but this is just outrageous to come from um, someone who ruled yeah. the country. Yeah. And I mean, if we're in the business of dragging old men out to make them apologize, where the heck is Jean Chrétien? He was the last Indian affairs minister to sign off on the residential schools. He is still alive and he is an active member of the Liberal Party. Where's that guy? Instead, to deflect away from the Liberal Party's role in making sure that the residential schools went on as long as they did. Uh, Justin Trudeau drags the Pope over here to get an apology instead of dragging Jean Chrétien out of his crypt or wherever he hides these days. Yeah, because we didn't see him for a while. And most of the time that we see him is because it's like big event where lots of money is around him. Yeah. Really prestigious, like, you know, event. But when it's come to make him accountable for some act that he did in the past or decision that he did in the past, oh, um, it's not available and we, is not, <laughs> and we yeah. cannot find him nobody, nowhere else. Yeah, they say he's old, leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> which is the same thing I would say about the Pope. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but now, I me, wanted, go ahead. I, just, just for that, I make, make me a little bit frustrated about this because a lot of people have been really um, mad about the Pope and writing so many bad comments. And, um, but the Pope is in charge since 2013. And... He was not in charge of the, the the church when everything happened. So he's talking, he, he take all the weight on his shoulder, coming here and apologize for something that he had no power to change anything because he was not the one who was leading at that moment. But the one that was there, at that moment, is not enough good to go out of his I would say like not tune, but I know that <laughs> to to just do a one time out and apologize for what he was in charge and he had the power to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, these people, these critics, and maybe I'm defensive because I'm Catholic, but I also acknowledge the dark spots of our history. But maybe I'm defensive. But, you know, the, so often people say, oh, you religious people, you're superstitious. 
but I'm not the one who believes in generational curses. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I have to be guilty of something that I am firmly against and I had no role in committing. They want me to be guilty of that. I don't believe in generational curses. I take people based on their actions the way they are today. Yeah, I I, mean. I, I would say I'm, I'm Catholic as well and I don't believe on that too. I think it's karma. I, I will more believe on karma. If if you are not a good person, that will come back to you. If you're a good person, the good will come back to you too. So just, it, you are responsible of your own action and you will live the consequences of your own action. That's right. Do unto others. Um, now, I wanted to ask you about this thing because the CBC is discovering something that you have known for um, since you started with us. <laughs> but the mainstream media with all their money and bailout bucks, it takes them, you know, a year and a half to catch up to Alexa Lavoie. Um, this article in the CBC is from the end of July, but... If you missed it, that's fine because nobody reads the CBC anyway. Um, <laughs> they say Quebec's Conservative Party surges in the polls. Okay, that should have been the story. But of course, this is the CBC. So they have to say why that's bad. And they say some of its candidates spread conspiracy theories. And they say that this is a bad thing. But they never quite say what the conspiracy theories are in this entire article. And I feel like that's probably important. Judging by what I know about the CBC, um, it, I think conspiracy theory means things that public health officers will figure out in six months from now that you already know, um, that lockdowns are bad, that the vaccines really aren't working, um, empirically speaking, like wherever you fall down on vaccine mandates, they are not preventing transmission. That's just a fact. Um, and if you had said that a little while ago, that, I guess, is makes you a, a conspiracy theorist at the CBC, even though now public health officers are, are, are starting to say those things. Um, but CBC is very threatened that uh, party leader Eric Duham, whom you have interviewed dozens of times at this point, or at least a dozen times, um, in the last 15 months, his party has gone from being non-existent, just completely non-existent, to gaining a seat in the legislature, polling at 20%, and you really only need to get around 30% to form government. And they, in the first six or seven months of the year, already at half a million dollars in donations. So it's obvious that CBC is scared because uh, this er Eric's party has been the only party that actually had a different viewpoint on COVID, that maybe we needed to be cautious, but also respect people's civil liberties. Maybe we didn't need to be closing churches and locking up pastors and and making people show their private medical information to a bartender. Um, that, I guess, makes you a conspiracy theorist with the CBC. What's your take on all of this? But I, I know a little bit, Eric uh, because I'm always covering what is going on because he's the only leader of a party in Quebec that will allow us to be there and to cover what he is doing. Uh, he's not scared to uh, answer any kind of question. Um, this person is really promoting pro-choice um, and he is talking really out loud about how the lockdown was bad, how uh, that affect like a lot of citizens and is telling all about like the decision from Mr. Legault was and 
And as well, like when we see all the, the candidate that he have, okay, we have someone that's come from Cuba that really know what is uh, communism. Um, we have some doctors, some scientists, some people, some nurses. Um, is the candidate of Eric Duhem, I have one point in common. It's pro-choice, my body, my choice. I nobody should decide what is good for me if I decide that I don't want to. And yeah, they are just talking about okay, like Mr. James say, what is the science in when I took the flight from Miami? And <laughs> I think it's Miami. And without a mask, arriving on air at the border with Canada and everybody needed to put it back in his face. And he said, where is the science in that? I'm with the same people in the same place. But when I cross in the air, the border to Canada, everybody have the tell them that they need to put back their mask. You see? And it's probably why, um, because he's gaining in, in the poll and a lot of people is following him. And what he say is really contradictive with what Mr. Legault is telling. So I think they use that as a tool. And every time that he is releasing a new candidate, the next day or hours after you will see some things going out because some researcher will have like check all the social media of the candidate to try to find something that would be bad for Eric. And it's all the time, the same thing. And because the election is coming soon, I think it's September, they will start the, the campaign. Now I have the impression that it's kind of a big war, like to try to make him being low in the, in the poll. Because yes, he have been admit for one of the leadership debate, but the other one, he needs to be at, uh, at a certain uh, percentage in the poll. I think it's uh, 10%. I'm not even sure. But if it not reach that percentage, it would be out of the leadership debate. So I don't know if it's like a tactic to maybe try to discredit his uh, party. But as well, when the uh, big research about uh, the conspiracy movement in Quebec went out, they did survey 2,000 people. And on the 2,000 people, they find out that 50, uh, about 50%, I think, uh, was voting for yeah. the Conservative Party of Quebec. And they show as well for the uh, People's Party of Canada. But of course, uh, it took, I think, a couple of days or maybe not even a day that we see in the newspaper that 50% of the voter. It are conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not what he's writing in the, the research, but they manipulate their research to make the uh, the people, the viewer, the le that, like the people who read the article, thinking that 50% of the people who will vote for the conservative party are conspiracy theorists. That, that is not true. But some people are, have wrote to the uh, the the newspaper and saying like, it's not accurate. This is not true. It's not what is shown in the article. They are aware of it, but nobody has changed 
Diology. No, they don't care. You know that though firsthand dealing with CBC because you covered the story of Martin Engelhart. And they he was the poor, downtrodden convoy supporter who has allegedly taken advantage of the convoy and they basically hung him out to dry and he didn't have any money and blah blah. He was just a con artist. And 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 you you dug down, you did a little extra layer of digging because you realized the story stunk. And you also reached out to CBC saying, these are the new facts. Are you going to pr- correct your story? And they never did. No. So they say, uh, they, they get back to me, say, can, can you tell me what is inaccurate? I will uh, pass it along. So uh, they will investigate and they will co- get back to you in 20 days. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been almost a month and a half now. Uh, no news. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with regard to this study that found that 50 percent of the Conservative Party of Quebec supporters were either convinced or moderate adherents of conspiracy theories, they don't even say what those conspiracy theories are, although they briefly allude to them. One of them, because they're discussing one of the candidates and how she's apparently some sort of kook. And what she said was that she expressed doubts about the effectiveness of the vaccines. And she basically said that maybe there are side effects to the vaccines that are being downplayed. Well, as it turns out, I don't know how many vaccinated people, well, that have gotten COVID. Joe Biden got it twice last week. (laughs) I think he's like quadruple vaccinated. And then we just find out that they've actually even downplayed the extent to which myocarditis is uh, a side effect for young males in the vaccines, that it's even worse than what they were telling us. And this is now like government sources that are saying these things. But because she said it and not some public health officer said it, she's a conspiracy theorist. So we have to wait until, I don't know, Dina Hinshaw says it or Teresa Tam says it. And then it's no longer a conspiracy theory. People can't make up their minds for themselves, I guess. No. And for them, as I say, they take the conspiracy theories that they wanted to take in, in count. So the one who questioned the science, the one who questioned uh, the measure, uh, the decision, the, the government. But they have a lot of conspiracy theory in, in life. But, but for that, they really target the one who are questioning the science and questioning the government. And of course, for them, it's just like, but they are conspiracy theory because they don't want to follow our science and say, yeah, you're right. And no, you you didn't like say anything wrong or you don't like to lie to us because so many people have questions and they don't want to do a debate, especially our um, premier did really mention that it will not have a debate with the people who believe on 5G and a chip in the skin in TV saying like, I'm not going to debate with all of them because they think that everybody who question the science are all like that. Oh yeah. So they, they conflate people who say, um, and there's a lot of people out there who say, I got vaccinated and then I got COVID. Maybe these things don't work. So they're actually calling the people who went along to get along. You're calling them conspiracy theorists now, too. And you're lumping them in with people who think that, you know, 
they're going to implant a microchip under your skin, which actually I think Jeremy's working on a story about how that technology does exist. So, (laughs) you know, like conspiracy theorists are sometimes people who are just ahead of the curve a little bit. But it's funny because CBC should be careful who they call conspiracy theorists here, because this could force people to bleed off of the Liberal Party over to the Conservatives in Quebec, because in their own study, however flawed that it was, and UN funded, by the way, UNESCO funded, uh, among Quebec Liberal supporters, 31% were classified as conspiracy theorists. So these are skeptical liberals who are skeptical, who are like, after two years of this saying, you know, maybe, maybe I was wrong, because sometimes, you know, you need to look back to get a fuller picture. And 29% of party Quebecois supporters are also saying, maybe we could have done this a different way. They're calling them conspiracy theorists. And so I think they should be careful because that might force people over into Eric Duham's party. You know, if you don't, if you don't want him to win, you should be careful. I think he's great. Um, But uh, it's funny, but even liberal party supporters who just break with the party on this one issue, they're also crazy now. But I don't know if it's something that happened as well in Alberta, but I know that in Quebec province, um, mainstream media and uh, a lot of, uh, how you call it, columnists, did use yep. a lot, a lot of bad name to um, yep. try to discredit uh, the people who were questioning or uh, thinking differently than the government. We had so many different uh, bad names and it's beginning to be a, a tool and now it's it's beginning to be normal, normalized to to call the the people who are voting, example for the Conservative Party or have a different view, uh, to call them just normally uh, conspiracy theory. So that will put the people in the to to think: Do you really I want to be called like that, or I would just change my idea and just go with the flow of the of the society? Yeah. So I think it's really a tool that people will feel really uncomfortable to go and expose themselves to be called a conspiracy theory and saying like, I'm just going to be as normal citizen and I don't want to be part of that. And they would just change probably their mind or something like that. Yeah, it takes a special person to be a rebel when everybody's telling you to do one thing and say one thing. It takes... A special person to say, actually, I think that's wrong. This is what I think. Um, and yeah, like when when you mentioned Alberta, three of our seven leadership candidates are openly anti-lockdown, anti-vax mandate. And um, I think two of the three lockdown resistors are openly questioning the efficacy of vaccines all the time. And so um, I guess it takes someone like Eric Duham um, in Quebec to normalize that opinion for to say to people, actually, it's OK to hold that opinion. It's a little bit more OK in Alberta since it's you know a, a topic of conversation everywhere because we're in the middle of a leadership election. But um, Eric's only one talking about it there. Yeah, but exactly. Us in the National Assembly, if Eric Duham was in there, everybody have the same narrative. Yeah. We have no no people who do a real opposition to what is going on in Quebec. And it's probably mainly why we had the most strict measure lockdown, really more strict, the police enforcement, curfew, and 
they were able to do whatever they want because they didn't have anybody to say, no, you, you should not do that. This is not, not good for the citizen or it's like the curfew. Do you have like any proof that is working? Nobody was questioning anything until like Claire Sanson, that is the MP of Monsieur Duhem at the National Assembly, jumped from the CAC, François Legault, to the Conservative Party because she was like, he is disrespecting my county, my riding. Yeah. And, and she offered $100 to the party. And it took not even 24 hours that they find out and they just expose her from the caucus. So she said, okay. And she, just, she jumped with the Eric Jones. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, moving on to some other things that you're working on, I don't want to give too much of it away because you are working on it, but um, what's the next big story in the pipeline for Alexa Lavoie? Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm working um, with Joanny. Um, for the people who don't know uh, the story of Joanny, she's a, a really young woman. Uh, she's in the 30. Uh, she has cystic fibrosis and she went to the hospital in October 2021. And she, they refused her, her the transplant of the, the lung transplant because she was not vaccinated. And um, she had some really bad allergic reaction to vaccine in the past. So for her, having a vaccine can maybe declare a death or maybe other disease that would just happen. And so right now she's still being denied. Same if she got COVID uh, in last May, I think. She's completely paralyzed on the face and um, and she she don't want to die. She's gonna going to. Um, she has no choice anymore because nobody is entering her call. Nobody wants to talk to her until she get the vaccine. And so she have no choice. I think she will just comply and take it. But I'm we're going to continue to go. I decided that we go again to the College de Médecins, a college of physicians. I'm going to try to contact um, some politician because I think politician should be aware that our doctor, our, our college of physicians are decided to let someone die because she's not vaccinated against COVID-19. They say that, that she cannot have the transplant because she can die afterwards by the COVID-19, but she's going to die anyway. So can we help her? Yeah. And we, she's naturally immune at this point. Yeah. But they don't believe that. It seems... So um, this is one of really heartbreaking uh, story for me. Um, it's really hard because I saw her at the beginning and I see how she is nine months after. And um, I think you have not long uh, for her. She will not last long. It's terrible. If people want to see your original report, before they watch the one that's coming up, they can go to savejoanny.com. .ca. 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 Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, 
you know, you've been a very strong advocate for her. Um, you know, she they've they've basically decided that they are God over her and she must do what they do. She must join their COVID religion so that she can save her own life. What a what a she it's like being forced to convert or die. That's what she has to do. It's just awful. It's terrible. Um, but uh, I'm so glad that you're on her side, Alexa. Um, thank you so much for jumping on the call today, Alexa. Um, thank you. We, I, I should have you on the show more often. Um, and you know, we're filming this on Tuesday. So we already spent an hour and a half together on the live stream. Yes. But I could talk I could talk to you all day. Alexa, thanks so much for coming on the show. And thank you so much for the great work that you do, not just for the residents of Quebec, but also for Canadians as well. Thank you very much, Shabby. Well, we've come to the portion of the show where I want to hear from you. Unlike the mainstream media who will call you a conspiracy theorist for holding a slightly different viewpoint than them, I want to hear your opinion. I want to know what you think about the work that we're doing or the stories that we're covering. That's one of the reasons I give out my email address at this point. It's Sheila at rebelnews.com. Put gun show letters in the subject line so it's easy for me to find because I get some days hundreds of emails a day. But put gun show letters in the subject line. It'll be really easy for me to find and read. But I also go looking through sometimes the rumble comments. So there are a couple different ways to have your voice heard by me and perhaps by everybody else when I read your question or email or comment on air. So today's question, comment, letter comes to us from Scott Taylor, who writes, Hi, Sheila. The legacy mainstream media may have won the battle, but the truth always wins the war, except, I guess, until such time as big tech censors the truth. Anyway, let's keep going. How dishonest Trudeau is on spreading lies. Perhaps his BS can be used by the farmers on their fields. True Singh Trudeau proudly shouts that we must do our part on reducing the climate footprint while polluting the air with his constant air travel. Actually, this week he's in Costa Rica. He's on a two-week vacation in Costa Rica. Um, chances are he did not have to go through the airport hellscape of Toronto Pearson. Once a mighty airport, a great airport. I like Toronto Pearson. Whenever I'm in the office, I've got to go through Toronto Pearson, or if I'm traveling abroad, I always have to connect through Toronto Pearson. And I always kind of like that airport. I find I found it previously quite convenient. But now um, if you have checked your luggage, you can kiss it goodbye. <laughs> You'll never see it again. Um, that is, if of course, if you have your passport, because that's also a disaster in Canada. Anyway, let's keep going. And taking a photo op on a BC steam train just shows how stupid he is. Well, for a bunch of different reasons. I mean, he wanted Canadians to wear masks on trains and planes, but he's taking a photo on a steam train completely maskless. But as um, our friend Scott points out, steam trains are powered by putting wood or coal in the firebox to heat the water and create steam. What a mob of lies. Keep up the amazing rebel reporting. Scott from St. Thomas, Ontario. Yeah, it's just like Justin Trudeau. When he first announced the plastic span, again, I found myself talking about plastic every single week, but you know, I love plastic, especially single-use plastic. But when he announced the plastic ban, one intrepid reporter, probably fired from the mainstream media at this point for actually asking an effective and good question, asked Justin Trudeau what he does to reduce his use of plastics in his life. And he said he 
drinks from drink box water bottle sort of things because he didn't know what to say and his brain malfunctioned at the junction and he actually has never even thought about reducing plastic. So when somebody asked him how he did it, he literally had no clue because, well, first of all, he wasn't ever expecting a tough accountability question from the mainstream media, but he's never actually thought about doing the things that he wants you to do. Uh, we uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a plastic uh, sorry away from plastic towards uh, paper um, like drink box water bottles sort of things. Do you think he's actually worried about whether or not his utensils are single use plastic while he's getting room service or laying out by the beach in Costa Rica? I don't think so. These are rules for you and for me, but definitely not for him. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see everybody back here in the same time in the same place next week. Thank you to everybody in the studio in Toronto, but also around the country who works to put the show together for you and for me. And remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think. <laughs>